1: Welcome to episode of 159 of 4th and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood-Hearn. And this is the post-game pod. Just a reminder that this is interactive with uh, Eagle fans out there. Appreciate appreciate you guys sticking around for the uh, uh, pre-game show. And uh, here we are.
3: Welcome to the post-game.
1: Post-game show. Uh, Awful, awful, awful performance by the Eagles. Uh, Before the game, I, I talked about being... A, an evaluator tonight. Tonight t- tonight was all about evaluating this football team in terms of where they are with their head coach, where they are with their quarterback, where they are with their owner, where they are with their GM. Um, it was a moment to look at how they rebounded from last week's performance. Uh, obviously, they didn't come to, to perform like we wanted them to. Um, again, i, I as a diehard Eagle fan, you, you kind of like—it's very hard to just sit there and watch a team play awful. And I'm going to give hats off to the defensive side of the football because uh, you guys played your hearts out. Um, you know, being out there left out to dry. And, and you look at a, a comment by a guy named Chris Long, who, you know, who, who was a was a you know defensive player for the Philadelphia Eagles for that Super Bowl run, but uh. He said the defense has played their asses off. It's a shame they are, they are, dealing with this. I believe with a competent, competent offense, they'd be rounding into form. And this is a, a fellow player who's been in the locker room of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, on football teams, if you know, if you play on one side of the ball, you'll start to get these looks from players that play on the other side. Say so you, you play offense, the defense will guys will come in there and look at you like they won't say it they don't have to say anything they you just know the vibes that that they're think. some sometimes players will speak out but if you're a defensive player um for the eagles you, you have to look at offensive unit and say get your shit together guys i mean and then when the offensive side of the ball is run by the head coach get your shit together coach because at the end of the day what you're putting out there it's totally disrespectful to the city of Philadelphia, this Eagles fan base. We deserve better, and uh, Jeffrey Lurie knows he wants to see better. Uh, but Evan Hollywood Hearn, how are you feeling?
3: I mean, Jeffrey Lurie, we only got to see the eyes. We didn't get to see the rest of the face behind the mask, but you could tell that he was, he was lit up. And I think the rest of the city understands that feeling. We're feeling the exact same way. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. You know, this beard is getting pretty itchy. Thank God no shave November's over. But you know what I wish was over instead was be this football season, man. This football season is just dragging. And it is the the, the worst part about it is, is that there's really no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, This quarterback situation needs to be seriously evaluated. Carson Wentz is it's embarrassing uh, the play that we see out there on a week to week basis. We look for improvement each and every week, hoping we're going to see a glimpse of it, you know, uh, throughout the game. I think that we saw flashes of, you know, a better version of Carson Wentz that we've been seeing the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We, we just have inconsistent play across the board from our offense Um Doug Peterson's play calling is completely confusing. It doesn't make any sense at all. There's no rhyme or reason to what he does. Um, He talked about getting Hertz more involved this week. And first of all, that didn't happen. Second of all, I don't think that he uses him the proper way. I think that the the one time, the few times Carson Wentz seems to find a rhythm, they want to trot Hertz out there and it just doesn't make any sense. it's a total question mark this entire team this entire front office there's a lot of uh unfortunate things that are going to have to happen I think we're going to have to cut ties with the uh merry times that were given to us a few years ago and we're going to have to just move forward with with a clean slate
1: and and it's weird because uh you know some some fans are you know let let, let's give them another shot some fans are blow it up um, some fans are bringing offensive coordinator, keep Doug around, keep Wentz around. Obviously, with the contract and all, you're, you're definitely going to keep Wentz around. Uh, but you're you're talking about how many how many cooks are in the kitchen speaking with Wentz. You know, like I saw – you know, I saw a you know, – Jason said P.S. Wentz was fine or play call. Wentz is not fine, dude. No. Wentz is not fine. He's like,
3: missing throws left and right. Ball placement.
1: But it's it's not even – Ball placement aside, he doesn't look. I've seen prior to this year. I saw so, every single snap of you know live of Carson Wentz at home and games on the road and, and, and training camp and practice. He does not look right. He does not look comfortable. I don't know what has been said, uh, you know, behind closed doors or what is going on. Obviously, um, I, I said I said again on the pregame show that. You know, I, I got I got word back, things that were being said behind closed doors by some players, and the vibes that they were getting. Um, players are talking. Players know that Doug and Howie Roseman are on thin ice. That's the word that I got. And this is your locker room. So if your locker room is talking this way, they understand what's going on above them. This is this is above. This is above me now. This is above me now. The Eagle eagle players can't even do anything about it because it's about the front office and what Jeff, Jeffrey Lurie really wants moving forward. And you get concerned when you, you look at this football team and um, offensively, just, the NFL is an offensive league. And if you can't put up points, I don't know how you're expected to keep up with the, the chiefs of the world and the, Whatnot? I mean, in, in Saints of the world, like you got to right. put up points off offensively. Yeah. So how, and, do you, and, how do you do that?
3: And it, and it goes up even higher than just the play calling and the coaching and all that. It goes. It's so ironic that you go up against DK Metcalf, who absolutely lit us up. And we think about Howie Roseman, how the drafting has been. Like we have been shooting ourselves in the in the foot in both the off season and the regular season for the past few years, and we just keep digging our hole deeper and deeper. And I I don't think it is just Doug Peterson that's on thin ice. Everybody in the comment section is agreeing as well. Howie Roseman, like, how how did you enjoy that game, Howie Roseman? Did you enjoy watching DK Metcalf go out there and absolutely light up our best cornerback that we have? Like Darius Slay, he was was on skates, man. There, there, There was nothing that he could do. Even balls that he was playing really well, you could see the domination that, DK Metcalf possesses within him. You can see how even when Darius Slay is right up on him, got his hands right where they're supposed to be, there's nothing that he can do about it because D- uh, DK Metcalf is just that elite of an athlete. And I know that a, a lot of other teams missed on DK Metcalf as well, but you you simply can't look past the fact that we decided to go with wide receiver in that round and we went with the wrong one. And by a long shot, I didn't see Jaden Gnaw out there one time tonight. <laughs>
1: I mean, and it's that's like like that's like salt in the wounds, um, and to see D- DK Metcalf put over a hundred plus yards, almost two hundred, yeah, in the first half alone, um, and just to show what kind of dominant force he was. Um, again, like he's going to be tied to the Eagles for a long, long time, and it, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, you can't you can't cry over spilled milk, but you can definitely. Uh, put a note in a star by it when you're talking about howie roseman um because you can't you know uh, <laughs> big near larry says howie roseman needs to be fired um you know he, he's um I'm, you know i've got questions about howie i mean if he's, if he's not fired he's managing contracts with a football guy i saw uh earlier comment about lewis riddick um Jalen Jenkins from Facebook. We don't give a damn about Miles. Sad we don't even use him. This shit is ridiculous. I think, obviously, the drops were a concern today. Uh, it's been a concern this year. Um, just not on... Wentz and Miles Sanders haven't been on par. If you look at their stats in previous years, they were on fire in the passing game. It's been an issue. it you be great.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, it makes no sense as to why he would be just used less in this game plan. I think that Doug Peterson week after week is going out there and he's outsmarting himself. I think he's expecting uh, defenses to game plan for uh, Miles Sanders, the the, the big, t- like why, why is it taking so long for Fulgham to get involved in these games? It was, it was nearly the end of the game before Fulgham gets involved. And it seems like Doug Peterson is simply outsmarting himself with trying to make it work with guys that aren't your playmakers.
1: And well, we just, did you see the Eagles Pro Shop, uh, issued their new um, Travis Fulgham jersey?
3: Oh, ah, there, there it is, right there.
1: You know, if they finally
3: a, got the spelling correct.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a special limited edition, hopefully. Uh, but when you get a, <laughs> the, the amount of targets that he's gotten, you're like, when, when are you going to like, I'm about to like break my, I just had a ma- moment of rage where I just wanted to smash my, Laptop, uh, because I'm just like, what are, are you gonna learn, man? Like, why is it gotta look awkward? Why don't we run, run crossing routes? Why don't we, the screen game looks awful? Uh, you finally do a jet sweep with Jalen, um, Rager. I mean, the, the Jalen Hurts thing, like, man, gets two plays, three plays, and then why? Yeah, what's going on, dude?
3: Maybe uh, maybe Jimmy has some answers for us, man. <laughs> Jimmy, what's going on? man i'm I'm depressed bro. this this team, it just gets more and more painful week after week.
2: How yes. are you feeling? Oh, I am actually pissed off. I'm gonna be real with you. I tried I told myself I wasn't gonna get pissed, but uh this lack of you know everything. it's just honestly, I went off for a couple minutes. Try to send in everybody over from my show over here. I was like, I'm going to save a little bit of this because I'm losing my mind. I've got a little bit for everybody's ass. Uh, from all the way to the top, you know, Jeffrey not stepping in. Howie just with the trash, trash picks of, you know, Jalen Hurts. Why? I, I still believe in Rager. Don't know why we didn't get him the damn ball the correct way. And now he could have went up a little differently for that ball. Maybe made a play. It was a little sad to see, but he's still young. I'm not going to lose my mind like some people. But, yes, I'm pretty pissed off. How are you guys feeling i mean i, I mean wow we talked about this as a possibility gail did you get to see what you wanted from the young guys or um i did not um but i was hoping um but more more from
1: carson wentz it was really to evaluate carson wentz in the whole you know broken theory i mean he looks broken out there um but at, like when you talk about carson wentz um <laughs> like last year carson was sacked career high i said i'll repeat a career high 37 times on the year the season is not over we're in week 12 he's at 46 46 times um that's crazy i mean we sacked six times tonight for uh minus 41 yards it's the fifth time wentz has been sacked five plus times this year um if you guys don't remember You know, you might remember Derek Carr, but if you remember David Carr, his brother, his brother took an ass whooping uh, for the newly uh, Houston Texans, Mm -hmm. and he was like uh, a top overall pick, but got his ass kicked, and he was never the same. I don't, I don't know if that's the theory right now with Wentz. The ass kicking is taking a something to his his psyche out there, but.
3: Yeah, but that that's the thing right there is that there's so many factors that are counting against Wentz right now. There's so many things that are working against him whether it is having to look over his shoulder again and you know with his bad play people are talking about putting Jalen Hurts in on a weekly basis whether it is all of the sacks whether it's just the fact that he can't seem to find a rhythm. I think that Carson Wentz has been in his own head all season long and there's really nothing that Doug Peterson is doing to help this cause. And like, that, that's why week after week, I keep on as badly as Wentz is playing. I can't help overlook the fact that Doug Peterson is allowing all this to happen. He ultimately just, it's, it's man, you're killing me, Doug. You are killing me.
2: I agree hundred percent with you because, you know, we look at you know, Carson Wentz and his, he's definitely struggled a, gr- <laughs> a great amount and we're not looking past that, but you're right. It's Doug Peterson that this all falls on. You see what happens when you roll them out. You run certain screenplays. Things actually work when you use them the right way. And six carries for Miles Sanders, you're not running the ball. I understand that your line is banged up, but there's ways to work around that. And it's like you don't prepare for these things. You know, we saw the graphic before the game, 10 different lines in 11 games. We get it. So I'm with you, man. Um, it's hard not you can't overlook that. I mean there's right. so many things stacked up against Carson and that draft pick even. That had to be right there in the head like you said. So.
3: Mm-hmm. And and we we struggled to generate any yardage at all for the first like quarter and a half of the game. I think you know we had like under 20 yards uh leading up into that point and I'm just thinking to myself the entire time it was like the damn Denver Broncos had no quarterback this week, and they had a quicker start than the Eagles did. With a nearly, aside from the offensive line and Zach Ertz, a nearly healthy offense doesn't make any sense. Versus one of the worst passing defenses, the actually the worst passing defense going into this game, and we are we put up just awful numbers, man. It, it doesn't make any sense.
1: You said the word awful. Um, shout out to Justin, Justin Emery uh this game left me dead inside i'm not even mad i'm I'm just apathetic um and i kind of get in touch with this post here because i there's the moment after the game i'm just like bro every time every time we play every time the eagles play i feel a certain way like i feel like
3: yeah it's it's like an f this team bro that's what i feel feel every time after i'm watching these games it's f this team you feel like my chest
2: hurts right right now yeah you almost feel like sick like yo, i got a fever yeah, I'm dead serious, man. I feel hurt inside. I'm with you, Justin.
1: <laughs> uh I mean, pre-game show, we it was it was I'm gonna say the vibe was awful. Uh, I think everybody was like it was like going to your own funeral and we'll <laughs> our own funeral. We, we we brought our own flowers with us. Uh I'm trying to keep up with the comments here. Um, a lot of people have a lot of stuff to say. Brian from uh, Facebook interesting point made by Seth. Join our, our wide receivers. They continue to get jammed with the line of scrimmage. They don't use their hands to fight for separation. They try to run through it. Said that is a coaching thing, and that falls on Doug. As we're on our third wide receivers coach.
2: Um, so true.
3: Eventually, eventually, like you have to face the blame, Doug. Eventually, like you can you can go through all these coaches all you want, but eventually it falls on you.
2: Yeah, man, you got all these young guys out here. You got to coach them up. We don't want to hear the excuses. You're in week 12 now. We get it. You didn't have preseason, blah, blah, blah. Too late for that, man. Yeah. Other
3: teams are doing it. Other teams exactly. are getting by with less, and, th- and that's the You're thing You're going to hear like, Justin
2: Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and I think that, like, I feel like we kind of- used the injuries as a crutch earlier in the season i think that we talked about we kind of excused a lot of this poor play and talking about how uh you know the offense wasn't able to get anything going i really think that like the eagles are about as healthy as they've been all year right now and it's it's honestly looking even worse so like the injury excuse is just running out
2: for me i like i don't want to hear that I think we didn't want to all come to the realization when Lane Johnson when he said that when he just came out like in an interview, I was like, yeah, you know, well, my ankle collapsed. So I'm just yeah. not gonna, you know, done for the season. And it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much done at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, um, uh, Leto 21 from uh, Twitter he says Doug shouldn't be on thin ice. How we should get the chop? Now, I like I, there. There are some fans who are really pro Doug and they really kill Wentz. Or they're pro Wentz, kill Doug, or they're pro Wentz, kill Doug and kill Howie. Um, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this to you guys on the show and on the chat. Are you pro Wentz, kill Doug, kill Howie, or pro Wentz? I'm
3: the, I'm the former. I'm the, I'm the first thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pro Carson on this one. It's not like I'm sitting here as a Carson stan and I'm making excuses for anything that he's did. I think Carson's played downright awful. But he is ultimately tied to this team because of that contract. There's there's no move in Carson. It's not realistic. Uh, so Doug Peterson and Howard Roseman are in my crosshairs. So I'm, I'd be thinking that they'd be the ones that are on thin ice. There's There's just no way around Carson's contract. So he's here. Deal with it.
1: Well, I mean, letter, that's, that's, that's a word from a, that's from a word word from a player. So, if, feel, if the players are feeling that, it's got to be an awkward scene. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around nobody care right now. Yeah.
2: I think it needs uh, to be, you know, I'm all on board with Carson Wentz. I still think that, you know, the kid's got talent, but the problem is, you know, we have not been using him correctly. And because of that, he's had his struggles too. And I think that, lies on the coaching and the front office. So I'm against at this point I love Doug I do. He wants the Super Bowl but he needs an offensive coordinator and I was saying on my show this might sound a little outlandish but Eric Bieniemy is not going to come here to be an offensive coordinator. That guy needs to be a head coach somewhere. And if he becomes a head coach somewhere, I think he's going to be a head coach for a long time somewhere. So if you miss the boat on a guy that, you know, comes from the Andy Reid tree that I really think could be fantastic. Uh, a very innovative guy. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jeffrey gets wild and gets rid of Doug. I, I don't know, though, man. I just think the first step might be giving both of them help. Like, Howie needs a football guy in there. He has to have somebody that's actually played the game and understands it. not saying he had to have played it to understand it. Just he doesn't understand it. Howie is lost, dude. And it, I, I'm losing my mind. And, Doug, you can't handle all of it. And it, everybody says it's Frank or this or that. No, man. Just – these guys are good and they get jobs for a reason. It's not the Eagles' fault. The Frank Reich is good and got a head coaching job. You know, all yeah. these things. Joe Douglas left. It's like, yeah, because he's good. So he's trying to help the crappy Jets. So get them some damn help and get Carson Wentz some help, man. Trade up for Jamar Chase. Keep losing. Who cares? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, if we're going to be, if we're going to take something positive, um, get your drum roll ready for this. Eagle Go for currently it. holds uh, the sixth. Spot in draft right now, the sixth spot in draft. I've been doing a lot of repeating uh, of myself today because I'm trying to hammer it
2: home these points. Uh, that is what's important but, right now. I mean, I mean
1: it's,
3: six it's, pick <laughs> overall. That's that's pretty sexy. I got to be honest. It just
2: sucks. I don't yeah. want to root for us to lose, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, I, you're, I don't either. But, but it's, just, it's, it, seems, it
1: seems
3: like it seems like the front it sounds
2: nice. good <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the
1: reality of where we're at, and we're going mm-hmm. we're going to play the Green Bay Packers next. And um, the
2: Saints and Cardinals.
1: <laughs> man, I, there's so many comments. Um, try to get all of them. You guys just watched the guy. You didn't draft gain damn near more yards than our offense. Yeah. guy. Drafted. You drafted can't get on the F and field. And you, Todd, you're right. I mean, this is just again where we where we stand, and it's a, a it's like a real nice slap across Lurie's face, just to see where. You could have had that. You could have had uh, multiple players. I mean, right. you know, and it, it's it is what it is. Um,
3: I was happy to see Derek Barnett get it going tonight. Yeah, I mean, he played well. I think uh, the development of Alex Singleton is another thing that we can, you know, look at in a positive light. Um, but other than that, it's pretty bleak, man. I mean, the, the overarching issues is just weigh too much for this team, and that that. Carl, you bring up a point that like I've been thinking about. Like, how many teams in this league have a an assistant head coach? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how many how many teams actually have that. I'm not saying fire Doug, but we need to just take something off of Doug's plate. Get give Deuce the play call. You know what I mean? You need you need to switch things up right now.
1: Well, now, now Doug, you know, Deuce gets a lot of like, oh, he's not ready, you know, he's not you know, well, the, Doug's not ready each and uh, every week. The running back rotation, but you don't even know if that's really effed up by Doug or, or what it is. But yeah, you know he had some offensive, uh, and he was the uh, offensive coordinator, head coach for the East-West Shrine Bowl game uh, recently, um, where he was able to call plays. And you know, obviously, people you know are going to question that. But you know, if you're looking at a head coach just to be a head coach and have an offensive coordinator. Interim head coach. Um, if it's that bad behind the scenes, uh, you're talking about Deuce Daly, who um, Peterson actually mentioned that um, he was one of the main persons he leaned on during the racial, um, you know, uh, issues in the country going on. Deuce is one one of the guys who kind of brought this, the team together. Um, you talk about Miles Sanders and what Deuce means to him. Ah uh, McCoy. He, he said that he still holds me accountable. I'm not even on the on the team anymore, but he follows up with my career. Um, a lot of players do mention deuce as a guy who's um probably much a, a glue guy a glue guy for that um, mm-hmm. Eagle football team
3: yeah um so Gail, I'm just thinking more and more about what you said uh, earlier in the show when you were talking about how the other side of the ball tends to just give eyes if you know the other the opposite side isn't performing. You know, if, if you're a wide receiver and the defense is out there just getting blown up, you guys are giving them looks. Who do you think is getting more looks, Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson in that locker room from the players?
1: I think the players are talking. Um, I mean, you, you even look at um, – No,
3: but I'm saying, like, do you think the players are Doug giving Carson Doug Wentz or Doug Peterson more of the look?
1: I think low-key it could be – low-key could be Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, the players also have been talking about his contract and how we're tied to him. Um, yeah. And But you, Marlon Humphrey made a, a, a post today on Twitter talking about, you know, Carson Wentz never gets any blame. And that's that's a, that's a vibe that if he's saying that in front of everybody on Twitter, that's being talked about behind closed doors amongst players, right. uh, that Carson Wentz is not getting enough blame. Um, so, I mean – Again, there's, there's Wentz stands up in here that will, you know, chirp up and down about, like, it's not Wentz's fault. Like, like there's really great quarterbacks who can overcome a lot of the injuries to offensive line uh, or weapons. We've seen Carson Wentz do Like, so when, when we say this, we saw him do it last year with practice squad guys that some of them are on this team right now. And you're going to mm-hmm. tell me that he can't do it with these guys? I mean, we saw him do it. Like, he set the bar, dude. Like, he, he, he rolled us into the playoffs with his play. So when people are saying, I don't know if, you know, we've seen him do it. So I don't really want to hear. There's a disconnect between the play calling and there's a disconnect between Doug and Carson. That's what it feels to me. feels awkward. feels like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader at this point.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's going into it with any confidence, whether it's the fans, the players, or the coaches. I think all of us just kind of feel like week after week we're walking towards a buzzsaw. We're just going to walk right into it. There's there's no chemistry on this team whatsoever.
2: Not at all, and I think they both need to be stepping up, and I think they are going to be eyes on Carson for sure, and there better be because his play has been terrible, even with all the excuses, you know, and we're not – using excuses here but we're trying to put things into context that like, sure we get their problems for the people that want to ride with Carson and say nothing's wrong we get it that there's other issues uh, for sure I love Carson Wentz and we are tied to him so we better hope the best but the stuff around him that Doug is not putting in place that's the issue here so everybody better be looking at Doug too and it's time to get his act together bring someone in to help uh, so I'm just all about making people like at least get, you know, a helper or something, you know, cause yeah. they're not going to fire them. You got to do something, man. Uh, I'm okay with deuce or press or rich, somebody getting the play calling. I do something here. It's
3: chaos. And, and Gail, I think really hit the nail on the head. I don't know. I'm sure if he said it last week or the week before, but isn't it crazy how with as stale as this offense feels, remember how much we bitched and moaned about Mike grow, how this offense somehow looked better underneath the him.
2: Yeah, Carson Wentz four thousand yards with not a receiver that went over five hundred. That's yeah. unreal. I'm just so we've seen it from Carson. Here saying
3: Benz. we got to bring him back. I'm simply <laughs> saying, how pathetic is that? Yeah, what's that going on compl- here? We bitched and complained about Mike Rowe, and he's finally gone, and it's even worse.
1: Doug, Doug. Now, Elaine, Elaine is bringing some positivity here. She says, F it, Eagles, baby. Sick of the losing mentality. The victories to come will be all the more sweeter." Uh, and that's that's I mean I appreciate
3: you, the positivity.
1: Yeah, hard hard every so losing agree,
3: mentality. But. It's hard to have a winning mentality when you're losing.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I think as you know, as an older Eagle fan, like that winning that Super Bowl, that's you know that that that's why it was so sweet yeah. to a lot of older folks and to a lot of people whose family members passed on. Getting that dub was huge. um yeah, but Again, you gotta you gotta walk, um, you gotta crawl before you can walk. And I think we're about to enter that crawling
3: stage. And that dub felt so good because the Eagles were in a famine. They had never had one and they were just dying to taste one. I don't want younger generations to have to go through that shit. I, we, we all sat through that watching losing season after losing season, watching with the Andy Reid era, almost getting there so many times. And, why should we just settle and be like, yeah, well we got there that one time and you know, that's something that we could think about fondly for years to come. I, I want a dynasty call me selfish. I don't, I'm sick of, uh, you know, any sort of like, lo- I appreciate the loyalty obviously, but I'm saying you don't want to overextend your loyalty with stupid contracts and have guys on this team simply for nostalgia purposes. That's what ends up killing us.
1: I mean, uh, shout out to Evan um evan says alshon taking fulgum snaps
2: are pure comedy not at all sure <laughs> that pissed me off more than anything actually yeah i know what he's saying though i get it but i, I was furious to see that uh, every time i saw alshon i'm like this is this is happening right and there's no regger out there oh no fulgum you're like hey alshon would you uh how do you feel about balling out right now how much Alshon's fun part- is
1: this and how much are you enjoying this experience
3: so far Honestly, I think this shit is terrible. Doing all this, I- the <laughs> offense certainly is terrible. Alshon it certainly is.
1: Man, listen. Um, fans, you have to have thick skin at this moment because this is this is part of, especially for you younger eagle fans. This is the part where you you, you got to build up some, uh, you know, some some callus on the hands because this is where it gets tough. the gets the going gets tough. Um and you got you gotta go with the, with the with the times. Um I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of um hire Lewis Riddick. He was live yep. yo, know, Lewis
2: Riddick was coming for Howie's neck. Yeah. He didn't did he was loving, dude, he was funny and listened to him, like. And it was all about the Eagles. And let's not forget, like some for
1: you from uh some of you don't know, Riddick was with the Eagles. Um and worked with Howie Roseman. So obviously. There is some kind of uh,
3: There's a connection there for sure.
1: There's uh, things are tense between those two. I'd have to believe, um, but if you listen to the pregame show with Soko, Soko had some intel. He said that Howie Roseman was getting his ass handed to him uh, by Lurie, um, saying that you know you could hear it from down the halls, and um, <laughs> and also it, it's three scouts got fired this week past week uh, uh you know that's that's word that that's the word that soko got so um you know there's some intel for you so that means like if you, you're thinking that there's all this stuff going on behind scenes Lurie's not happy doug doesn't look right there's there's a lot of things being talked about and that's, that's one thing i wish we had some like real fact on like what is what is being said you know, like what is being said? It'll be like,
3: a fly on the wall inside that locker room right now would be priceless. You know the,
1: the the story that came out about um, Jalen um, Hurts getting some snaps tonight from uh, huh. Lurie down from uh-huh. Lurie. like how weird is that?
3: Yeah, it, it dude it, it's completely bizarre and that just exactly goes to my point of what i've been saying is this offense has no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever we just do things for the sake of doing them and not there's there's no sense to it there's no rhythm there's no juice there's no effective uh players that are out there executing it's it's bad man and i i don't know like the thing that i really fear with this whole situation is that we are we keep on saying we're tied to Carson Wentz we're tied to Carson Wentz we are and how much worse how many more bad tendencies are we going to allow Carson Wentz to develop before we just take old yeller behind the shed here yeah you know what i mean like, like we, we are ruining carson wentz week after week And like, this is the guy that has to be the guy moving into years future. And we are just completely ruining the guy.
2: Sad to watch, man.
1: Yeah. Now Daniel from uh, Facebook says, even if we lose the rest of the way and get a top five pick, can we even trust how the right pick? And I go, I go back to, I don't believe, uh, how he's going to be left alone with his draft. If he's here, I believe uh, a guy will be put in place. Um, we should be making those decisions. I think it's imperative. Like, you, you can't like like if you go to um, Soko at Soko underscore FBB or Soko FBB, he's putting he put out a, a whole chart of um, how he's missed. He, <laughs> I think he was drunk on the timeline while doing. I'm having a good time with it, but you can see the mistakes that have been made, and you can make your own assessment of what. Um, so I put out there but it's out there it's all fact yeah Um, and
3: and people can say all they want that like you know revisionist history like looking back it's uh, site is 2020 i get that but when you miss as consistently as he misses you can't oversee that there's 32 football teams in this league and so you know with with all of the people that exist in the football world you want to have the best guy Picking him and the uh, howard roseman has proven to not be the best guy picking players at all not by a long shot he needs help maybe now, with contracts. yeah he's fine
1: i've seen a lot of this comment a lot of colts going uh going to wentz and somehow making the trade i'd like to see it um but I, don't, I don't think that's gonna happen i'm not i'm not saying i'd like to see it i mean i just um it's, it would be interesting to see him with bright and see where he would play for sure, how he would play, but um, I've seen a lot of that. You know, if you look at the contract situation, he's not going anywhere. Okay, so let's all get used to, you know, they could take what a 33, million, uh, 33 something million. Uh, if they, dead cap? Yeah, dead
2: cap. If they release them outright or something. Fifty-one. Is it fifty-one? It's massive. It's a lot of money, man. They're not going to do that.
3: That's that's so, what I mean.
2: You're tied to. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just trade like 30 if you trade him. Like, it's not it's not ideal, and I don't think that the Eagles, you know, Jeffrey Lurie knows what position he's in, so that's like you know, just said, you know, how he needs someone brought in, and he's not that good with contracts. Everybody keeps saying that, and you're not wrong in the sense that he's done some good things, but you're starting to find out that all this stuff has been back-ended, so he's doing one of those things where he's trying to get his, and he's kind of screwing us over in the long run, man. Yep and it's like wait a minute all these players all these contracts that he's restructuring they're gonna have dead money so when you do cut jefferson or, or Jeff, jeffrey or you cut or, you know any of these guys jackson or you know someone was mentioning barnett i think you know tonight he that he'll hopefully get maybe a restructure or something but you're gonna have to get rid of guys and get things under control because howie <laughs> so it's like he's been messing up everything man and I think even next year, I'm just kind of scared. So we better pray to God that somebody comes in here and knows how to draft.
1: Yeah, um, Mike says. Really wish the offense could sustain drives. The defense played their asses off. They got two stops on fourth down. Uh, they they did. I mean, they they tested their manhood early, and they they rose to the occasion, and they they kept them in this game, dude. Uh, when you think about what they did early on in the, in the game and you go back to the, the moment where Doug Peterson has an opportunity uh, to kick a field goal. He opted out on kicking a field goal. Um, right decision, wrong decision. I, I felt like wrong decision. the way that your offense has been playing, kick the field goal. I mean, the way that your kicker has been kicking, mm-hmm. I, I'm saying like,
3: and that, and that's exactly what I said. I was sitting there watching the game with my dad, and I said when the Seahawks decided to go for that, they decided to go for that on the goal line because they had no doubt in their mind that they were going to end up down in that position again. They had no doubt in their mind that they were going to be, you know, scoring at some point later in the game. They're not worried about moving the ball on the Eagles, where the Eagles aren't as fortunate. We, we we can't get the ball moving on that sort of, uh, you know, frequency. And so when you're down there, you have to take the points. And I don't know that, I mean, something that, like, I don't even think we can get to at this point. I don't know what the hell's up with Jake Elliott. Like, I, I, I kind of understand where Doug Peterson's lack of confidence in him, in him comes from, but, like, we just have it, every single, like, every single position has a hole that we need that we need to plug right now.
1: This isn't, I don't know if he's concentrating. I don't know if he needs to hit Adderall. Or I, don't what, I don't know what focus. Uh, your attention is just all over the place. Um, uh, Tony says, "Uh, we give Howie a top five pick. He's gonna draft another QB for the factory. Sad, but true. That's that's also my 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 brain is, you know, if you, if, you, if you can't get um, Trevor Lawrence, tre- yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Are you looking at Justin Fields and you're like, hey,
3: I mean, like." <laughs> I can't imagine that the Eagles would do that. I can't I mean, imagine it that be,
1: it would be nuts. It would be completely nuts. I'll but, smash
3: my Well, I'm, I'm right saying,
1: right. I'm, I'm saying the idea of that. If Howie's not here, like every GM wants their own guy.
3: Yeah, you know, you I think start. every coach wants their own guy too. So I think the only way something that crazy would happen would be if Doug's gone. I don't yeah, think Doug is you, pulling the trigger if on Doug's but, gone. Yeah,
1: but, and, and you look at and. and like me saying this, it might sound crazy right now, but it look doesn't it. look down 95. Uh, they get it. Ron Rivera comes in. They just drafted Dwayne Haskins. What do they do? I mean, they drafted Dwayne Haskins high. He's sitting the bench right now, but you're looking at a head coach who is, they always say that your team takes on the identity of a head coach. Right now they're doing things well right now. They're playing defensive minded football and they're winning games defensively um what the team seems like they're playing for their head coach but like again he, he brought, he's like no we're, we're gonna go with alice here. or you know prior to that um the quarterback got hurt um but it's it is what it is like if they don't feel like you're the guy their jobs are tied to the player and if the quarterback's not coming up and making big plays and coming up in uh Performing that's that is what it is. I, I'm not to say they're gonna do that, but it's it would be very interesting if they did that. Um, you know, if Lurie doesn't if Lurie feels a certain way, it'd be because <laughs> you know what they had that conversation when they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, What's what? That? Is, what is this going to mean for, yeah. for the fan base, for, for the football team, for Carson Wentz? What is this going to mean?
3: It it didn't make any sense from the get-go. Like, like, we've been questioning that pick since the day it happened, and it's it still doesn't make any sense. Even with Carson Wentz struggling the way that he, he is, the pick still doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because even, even if you're anticipating somehow they had a crystal ball and saw that Carson Wentz was going to be, you know, a complete shell of himself, like, you still can't even play Hertz at this point. Because if you officially give up on Carson Wentz, like, that's it. Like, if you start starting Hurts over Carson, like, you're pretty much closing the book on Carson.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he's not going anywhere until 22, like the comment just said. So exactly, going to ride it out. Um, Throwing a young quarterback into this atrocious offensive system, that's not going to help anybody, man. That's just going to make things worse. And you need to see if Carson Wentz really is this bad. And I don't know. I guess we're just – At this point, I don't know because everyone's so hurt and everything's so bad that it's like, what are you relying on? There's no more excuses. It's like, you might as well play the young guys. Enough of this JP at right guard. Trash. Get Irving in there. You know, get Pryor out. Let's see some Jack Driscoll. Let's have these young guys. Like, we were talking about pregame. Gale was saying, you know, we want to see the young guys. And exactly, man. Like, I'm so pissed off because it's like, not only you bad, like, it's just everybody's bad. Everything's just it's shit's running downhill, man. Down your leg as well. <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, Danny uh, DeJesus
1: from uh, Facebook says, 2017, he had a great online. Mm. He's so he's seeing ghosts now. He's washed. Um, I don't know if you like, like, you know, you can go back to that um, Sam Darnold moment where he was getting hit so much. is joking year, and he's like, I'm seeing ghosts, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. This is not. I, I I just brought up David Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, you get hit. You start seeing things. Um,
3: I don't even think that Carson is seeing ghosts, though. I think that Carson is not seeing defensive linemen tackling him. I think he's holding on to the ball too long,
2: and he overthrows. And I and think and he, he overthrows. Connect yeah. with some of these young receivers or these guys that haven't played all year or used to playing in twelve personnel as the second tight end or first. I mean, it's just. So much to look at here.
3: Yeah. And, and do you see, I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago how Doug Peterson, it was really noted that he said that uh, they're going to dumb down, I say with air quotes yeah. the offense. And do you guys notice how confused everybody seems pre-snap? Yeah. Like like you, you have wide receivers and tight ends like looking towards uh, st- towards the quarterback. Like, they got their arms up. They're like, I, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. They're, that, that, they're that's pretty sure. – yeah, exactly. Like nobody knows what the hell's going on, even with this dumbed down offense. So and something's you, you're, not you're clicking.
1: Asking, how is that possible in the twelfth season? And yeah. how is that? How is that possible with players who have already been here
2: that are having issues? Not running the ball. I know that that kills everything. Um, That's something I harp on nonstop, and it's like, okay. Uh, I think we all do at this point, everybody's run the ball, run miles. You know, at this point it's a glaring issue and mm-hmm. it's been, and th- that just spreads, man. Everyone becomes, we become one dimensional and everyone knows what we're going to do. And you could literally sit there and pick them apart. Like, Oh, this is what they're running here. My girlfriend's like, Hey, you'd be good against. I'm like, yeah, I no, This is just kind of sad. It's
3: so, per- it's so predictable. Yeah. Yes.
2: They should be in the bathroom. They should be in the cellar, dude. They need to go. This is just bad, man. And it's, it goes around like all the whole game. I just every time they showed Howie, I'm like, No, oh, actually, no, I'd like to punch you more. And then I was like, oh, No, <laughs> no, I'd like to punch you more. And they showed Doug, and it's like, I was getting pretty mad.
4: Yeah.
2: Another, another confused comment from John Redinger
1: from Facebook. So these old injured players are playing over the young, talented wide receivers. It makes no sense. To them. Yeah. And lining. I mean, I mean, at this, I mean, at this point, guys, we're, we're three, seven, and one, rolling off the tongue that this a field doesn't feel good inside that locker room can't feel good with Lurie seeing his team at three seven and one you're and you're not you're not rolling with the young guys right now like what are you doing I mean I I guess we're still in contention
2: (laughs) for the play I I, want to win and you know I'll be here every week and you know I love my birds that's it I want to win and that's why I said earlier it's gonna be hard because I don't ever want to lose I can't I can't but my draft pick might be pretty nice, guys. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't get like
1: I'm a die-hard to die hard to you know, I, I shoot green, I, uh, I paint my fingernails. We know you believe green, we know everyone believes green. Like, we're not nobody's actively rooting against our Eagles. I'm sitting there looking for some kind of like fight from this team. That's all I'm not I'm, like at this point, I'm not even looking for wins. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for because I I know we I I already know how lost the offense looks at this moment. That I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, because it's remember that Super Bowl run. Like, I'm in week eight, I'm like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And people are like, yo, you're saying this with the check I'm like, I've never, like, I have never seen that this kind of cohesiveness, chemistry, the way the defensive line was eating, the way that the quarterback and coach were playing together. I've never seen. Players that were harmonizing, like
3: it was like we 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 had never felt that vibe before, but we were able to identify it right when we felt it. Exactly, like this this is that was like a this is our year thing. Like everyone's confused, and we were all hesitant to say it with our chests and say, you know, this is the year that we're going to win the Super Bowl prior to it happening. But everybody felt that feeling, like man, this is just a different team this
2: year. Everybody was with my chest, man. I said, yeah, proud in seventeen, and you could feel it and. You don't feel that now. You feel complete opposite. It's time.
3: No, no. And I'm not saying that you need to, like, I'm expecting to feel that every single season. I mean, you know, some seasons are better than others. But this is completely unacceptable. Like, this is a regression like none other. This isn't like, you know, at least you guys tried your hardest and you just barely missed it. Like, the only reason that we're still in this division is because everyone else is playing like trash. But at least, like, their excuses are that, like, everybody's missing – a a starting quarterback or they're, you know, they, they got a new head coach, whatever. Like they have eligible excuses. This is year five with our head coach and our quarterback. And we just keep taking steps backwards. They're, they're expected to take baby steps as a, as their like regimes are just starting, but ours has been in progress.
2: We're we're just going back. 17.
1: Yeah. Now, John, uh, Facebook says again, is is it time to rebuild without letting how we make this stick? I think, Collective, we all we all can agree with that. Uh, yeah. shout, shout out to Puga, who was on the game show. He says, "I don't think Howie will be here to make those picks. Picks. I think he's going to be fired in a few weeks. That'd yeah. be great."
3: And 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 that's honestly like I think that we all say that like, "Oh, I love having Howie around for the contracts and all that." I think that you just have to cut your losses. Like you just have to bite the bullet and get him out of the building entirely. There's there's like it's great that he's great with the contracts and all that, but it, we've reached the end of the line. You just you have to cut bait.
1: Yes, uh, Tony Burian from Facebook. Who imagined we would have? He would have picked a QB in the round two of last season. No Not did. us.
2: We sat on the show together,
1: right? Yeah. We all did that live, and I someone had. I was like, "Did you, you know, how people say the picks early?" I'm like, "Bro, like, he, that didn't happen." Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You like, had it like five ten minutes early. I was like, "Nah, dude." And everyone's
1: thinking was a joke, and then when it happened, we all abruptly so said, "No, nobody." I I didn't think they had the audacity to do such thing, but they did.
3: Coming off of the Foles thing, like they like you you talked about having like Wentz it being a problem for him, like looking over his shoulder at Nick Foles, and then you just go right into another quarterback quarterback controversy controversy with drafting someone in the second round?
2: I ruined my whole day. I remember we were all just – it was why, and you try to make sense, and nobody could make sense. We were all pissed off. I mean, Jeremy – Chin, we talked about Christian Fulton, Lloyd Cushaber. So many names we brought up on this show here, guys. Talked about could it be Eagles finally gonna get oh a quarterback? I truly thought you were joking because it was like five to ten minutes before the pick, and you said something about Jalen Hurts. I'm like, no,
4: why would Dude, we take any, we're on? <laughs>
2: exactly. the we
1: thing that Kincaid said that yeah. when I brought it up? Like, bro, don't say that. that and that, and it's not even funny.
3: And you, go, you guys know I've been saying since that moment has started when they said that they were aiming to do something like a Taysom Hill, like on steroids type thing. I hated that idea. I, I, the a two trying. quarterback system does not work in the NFL. Like the the Saints, the Saints have been getting by the past couple of years with it. With that, but
1: it's working with them because the play
3: call <laughs> is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. And he, and he like, he knows that that team, like when he was healthy, isn't going to be taken from, him. he knows that Taysom Hill is nothing more than a gadget player that can throw. And like Carson Wentz doesn't have that same sort of respect. There is a statue of another quarterback in front of the stadium that he plays in. He doesn't have that same sort of respect. And so, you, you know what I mean? it, it Drew Brees holds a little bit more weight than Carson Wentz does.
1: Sure. Jason from Facebook says, let's, let's face it, we will be the next Browns if we start drafting QBs again, and that's sad. Um, Get rid of Howie, no. Shout out to John. Uh, he said Haskins go great I, I I agree. Uh, I wasn't for that pick, um, but they picked him.
2: I was when they picked him. <laughs> you, you, you you oh, that. I thought it going to suck. That's why I'm so glad they picked him. <laughs> Um,
1: Fuga uh, says, "So upsetting that the wide receivers can't get open to help Carson out."
2: Yeah, they're not getting any separation. You know, someone mentioned, you know, Seth Joyner. Somebody said that. Uh, yeah, they're not. And I think, you know, for someone like Jalen Rager, I, he needed to build up his toughness, and that's something I think that he's a tough kid. But if he's going up against some of these corners in the NFL, he's going to have to. Work on some things. And that's fine, man. I'm not losing my mind like some of these people out here. He's bust. It's over. No. Mm-hmm. Use him correctly. So I just, yeah, I don't know if he's going to have any good games because we sat here before the show, talked about why aren't we using him, and once again, here we are.
1: I mean, he was average, like, what, 8.1 per clip. Um, mm-hmm. So and if you look at the whole perspective, you know, he, he, he's online um, with good wide receivers. So it just is his targets, he doesn't have that many targets, guys. I mean, he hasn't played that many games, but when he's been utilized – look at the Cowboys. Uh, utilized correct, correctly, scored off, a, you know, like, a, you know, uh, on the out. He got out, got, got out there in the flats, used his speed off the motion, which, again, I would be motioning him all day. I would be just – how many times you, you watch a game, you look at Tyreek Hill, and I said this pregame, and I said – if you look at Jalen Rager and his whole draft profile is built around who you who do you model the game after he said Tyreek kill and Debo Samuel. that is who he thinks he is that's who the league kind so he knows tries
3: to play like who's to, who he,
1: he is to be before he gets drafted so if the team is not utilizing him like he is thought he's meant to be in and At the next level, who's to blame? So obviously, everyone's you know like how how would they use Jefferson here? I I wouldn't trust them to use Jefferson here. And again, on this on this show, uh, we did a video on both those guys and told you why though they would be the guys that would be there sitting there. And we picked and we both liked Rager and we both liked Jefferson. We only did three draft videos, guys on D Higgins. (laughs) Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager, because why? Those were the guys that we thought were going to be there, and they were there. Um, But you know, again, um, I'm I'm losing faith in Doug's ability to uh, call plays, and I I feel like he's figured out at this moment.
2: Yeah, Yeah. he's
3: he's definitely figured out. That's apparent. What were we gonna say, Jim?
2: I was just gonna say, you know, I don't like to. I make jokes about people comparing. I think real life to Madden. I think where their mindsets are half the time. But if you ever play Madden, you know, if you're playing with a crap team, you know, and that's what our team is right now, just straight crap on offense, what you do is you get the ball to the best player. And even if the guy, like, is a crappy rating, if he's got, like, speed and you can find ways to get him the ball, you're probably going to be able to make some things happen. Mm -hmm. So you could, even as an average person that just plays Madden and doesn't understand the game, Everyone in the world is sitting back and watching, and they either see that or they just think he sucks. But I see the fact that they're just not using him. And when they do, it's just stupid little plays. And then everybody, oh, he sucks. It's over. Oh, it's a bust. And it's like, dude, I'm telling you, it took three years to even see Aguilar. And, you know, still struggle with that. And now look at him balling out. It's like, look, wide receiver position I played is definitely, you know, it takes time to develop. I've watched that in the NFL. It takes people time. And obviously, I've never been close to that level, but I'm saying, I get the fact that you got you to gotta watch out, especially with guys that come in a system like this. Uh, yeah. They struggle. I, th-
3: I think that's one thing that we've completely not seen at all, or like very little this entire season is Carson Wentz leading wide receivers. I think that what is predominantly happened is it's a contested ball. It's a sideline ball. Uh, it's, you know, it, there's nothing where there was opportunities tonight where if he just put a little bit more air under the ball, uh, he had Dallas Goddard uh, for a touchdown. Uh, I believe that was the PI uh, play. Um, but there's no, I, I can't remember really many points at all this season where Carson Wentz has been leading wide receivers. I think he's been throwing a lot of contested balls, a lot of balls just sailing. And there, there's really, to build off of your point, like the way that Jalen Rager gets going is you get him the ball in space. I, we're we're not doing anything like that. the The only time that we're that Jalen Rager's getting the ball, it's like he's falling out of bounds, and he, he's, he's not. He's not,
1: not good. I said he's a yak machine.
3: Exactly, and that's how I you have to use. Ball, it. And that's exactly how you have to use drown. it. Have, yeah, exactly. You you set up blockers downfield that he could get behind, but
2: he's know. not even returning. We got Greg Ward, Boss Scott, crap in the bed everywhere. It's like I, this is a joke at this point, man.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, uh, Mike says, why do people want to tank? Some people want to, want to tank because uh, they just don't see what this football team. And they just don't see it. They don't trust what they see. Um, yeah. um, Will follows up. He says, is that where we are? We are actively tanking? Serious question. Is that a bird's approach? Not fans for sure. No. Uh, and, and, like, if we're going to see here, like, we're not saying to tank. We're saying that I want to see – Younger guys play, yeah. That are that have showed that they can be productive, like a Fulgham yeah. versus, um, you know, Alshon. Um, yeah. We're sitting at three seven and one. You know, the fact that if you get into the playoffs, if you start seeing the way that this offense still has not contributed. We're not in. This isn't week five, guys. This is week twelve.
3: Right.
1: Um, when do you expect this offense to turn around? Yeah. Exactly.
3: Uh,
2: I don't. I don't I think, I don't know. Yeah. Zach Ertz will be back, so everybody will be happy about that. And sure. You, what do, you do you think
3: Zach Ertz solves all our problems right now? Not at all. And that's yeah. the thing.
2: People are going to get excited next week. They always have something to hold on to. Oh, we're one game back, and here's the thing. Guess what? I'm going to be one of those guys that's excited, and I will be fighting for a team. I will not sit here and say I want to tank, but let's be real here, guys. The only reason everybody's talking about that is because we suck right now, mm-hmm. and we haven't beaten anybody. We haven't come out. I come out here every week begging for them to have some damn heart. I know we bring all of ours to the table every damn week just praying that they'll actually play. The defense came out tonight and did. Where are you at, offense? Where are you at, Doug? I think it's time for people to be held accountable. And we can't sit here and act like holding pom-poms and cheering this on is going to get changed because it's not, man. We deserve to be pissed off because this team sucks right now.
3: Exactly. And I I don't – like I'm not sitting here actively tanking, like wishing for them to tank either. I think that – like this, this team, since they haven't been able to get anything going all year, I think that a lot of people that are rooting for the tank are sitting here just preying on the fact that if they just continue to play at the way that they're playing, there's no way that uh, the coach can't be removed. There's no way that we can move forward with status quo if we continue just crap the rest of the season. Like I said in the beginning of the show, like I feel like I'm literally walking into every game day just knowing I'm about to get punched in the face. By uh by fifty by who Jake Paul on Nate Robinson like <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get punched I, in the I, face I, and oh, no. I, and I just walk into it with with stride every week because they're my team but the thing is like I want to feel excited about this team I'm not sitting here wishing for them to tank but I do actually understand the Eagles fans I know they're they're Eagles fans but I know that they're just maybe not thinking about it the same <laughs> way I am but I understand that they just want to see change in this team and that's why they are kind of just enjoying watching this season burn at this point
1: man my chest is burning bro like it's not like i'm just like am i sick this is this is eagles uh heartburn
3: yeah eagles Uh, heartbreak
1: mark says uh how would you just uh pick a kicker with a six pick
3: Said he would burn to the ground.
1: I mean, if you like remember <laughs> that picker's last name, Murder Leg, what was that last name? Murder? Yeah, I remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just interesting. If yeah, ha- Mike says, uh, if you have two QBs, you have none. Oh, great. I-, I mentioned the what is it? What is this? Peterson Begapi is trying to do like a Chris League, uh, Chris Leak Tim Tebow thing. If you are Gators fans, it's all what the offense that, um. That they had down there it was chris sleek and then tebow would have his like you know muscle ball like kind of like a hurt style a little bit but um more of a you know tebow was a monster uh, in college um but again it's like it's just totally off um obviously the, the defensive coordinators have to care for hurts but you know it's it's getting old how many times are you gonna do that that like uh you know, you you put Wentz out wide, and they know you're running the ball. They did it again today. They did it again today. Like we all know that play's coming. How many times are you gonna run that? That's like a tech mobile play. Like it's one of the fu- eight plays that you have. Like with Jalen Rager, the dude throws a sh- he throws a strike. It's a fur- he gets a what eight yards or something, and then you take him out, dude, because you don't want What is you don't you don't want to hurt Wentz's feelings? Like is that is that what we're doing?
3: Yeah, you need you need to uh, like if you're going to see what Jalen Hurts has, you have to leave him out there for a series like that's that's the only way I, f- I think that because we didn't even like we talk about not having a preseason. We never even got to see that. And we, we didn't have a prequel to the season where we could see all of our young guys and see what we have in them. We, we just have to see them sparingly throughout the season as we inter- like, you know, put them in. But Jalen Hurts like you can't just take him out after a a play like that i'm not saying that you go even the entire drive with him but give him a few plays in a row just to see what he has keep the defense's guessing as well because it's totally predictable when he's on the field
2: exactly they see what's coming i mean this is pretty bad like it's this is where we make fun of like the whole madden thing it's like i feel like that's why he played madden once and he thinks he can it's like is this doug peterson yeah. not nah, and it's I, this isn't the same guy he's come, become stale people have figured him out i fear that's what's happening and he doesn't bring in a guy that helps him and he doesn't admit that he needs help he's gonna be done for but i think in the end Howie would be the guy i think that needs to go first but no yeah. definitely has a lot to blame
1: now tony says uh he makes a good point we started the game with the first and five it still went past, past past yeah three and out dougie set the tone early again like you, you gotta like fire up the offense um, sometimes it takes the run sometimes it takes the offensive lineman to like taste blood and like let's let's go run the ball down the field down their necks uh, and then dialing up the run helps you in the passing game uh, it's not rocket science but it's like but then you saw where the, the Eagles offense started to s- spark and that was with up tempo um, and if you know your quarterback uh, if you want to go empty set, ooh, let's get creative. Like, why Like, why not put Carson Wentz in a position? That we talk about this shit week in and week out about putting your players in a position to succeed. How many times do we have to sit here and say that, like, how could you not, like, run more up-tempo if Carson Wentz is getting in a groove? You saw him get in the groove. Why not keep running? And if he feels like that's the – if that brings out the gunslinger in him, where he's, like, on the fly and he just feels like, he's in his bag keep him there for the time being and then you know obviously that's going to get old but at the time where you're trying to get some kind of rhythm out of your quarterback which is hard to say in a fifth year after a hundred million dollar contract that you're doing whatever you can do to get your quarterback comfortable all that all that sounds all that sounds weird um man James James on Facebook says, I can't imagine having both Hurts and Wentz on the roster next season. It's unbearable. The season isn't even over yet.
2: I'd love to see him trade him, though. Trade who? Hurts. Really? Yep. I don't think that I really – if you could get – okay, let let me say this. If you could get something in return like a third and a fifth and trade him, because I don't think you're going to get back what you – you know, using a second on them, but if you could actually get somebody um, in return, that'd be great. With two good picks in the third and fifth, yay! Get somebody for Carson Wentz, that'd be fantastic. Get him some help, maybe on the line. I don't know how much we talked about it on the pre-game of the draft this year. Oh, gotta protect his future. You know, also some weapons. Uh, and they take a quarterback, man. So, holy hell, does how he pissed me off, man! I'm about to lose my mind. Hmm. Now Michael, O'Brien brings up a point, How are you not
1: drafting a pro bowler other than Wentz since 2013 says a lot? Again, like you either you either go back to drafting seven years. Back, or you go back to your coach putting your players in a position to, to succeed, which goes back to players in this locker room thinking that both those guys are on tonight. Um, they're saying it for a reason. <laughs> um, You've been not put a, on notice Not me Players um, And People are like Fourth and John has sources uh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what I'm hearing And okay. hearing it right now So um, Jeff says for those that wanted to trade Hertz Who's going to be the Backup quarterback
2: We have to keep them both Besides he's gone well, you'd have to get another quarterback for sure. Um, yeah, and- I, I don't
3: think that that's the hardest position to fill, the backup quarterback. But
1: Hurts is the, the cheap option. So you, you get, what, five years of um, Hurts for, what, five mil, six mil?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why I said I think they're definitely both here next year. I was mm-hmm. just playing along if you had to get rid of one. But, yeah.
1: yeah we, we, we have to blame our front front office. They brought it on themselves. Like I don't, I'm not going to feel sorry for them. They put this situation together again, like it's not a it's not a wince hurts, like they're both eagle they're eagle players, like we root for the eagle players mm-hmm. right? and like as much as the, how weird hurts is like he's an eagle like I'm going to love you
3: you're an eagle you know when they came out and coined the term QB factory, I what? really wish I really wish that the Eagles would have capitalized and sold merch on that because that is the thing. I don't want to see eagles jerseys burning. I would love to see some qB factory jer- uh, shirts burn them right now. Like that, that was the stupidest thing in the world.
1: Uh, yeah, Mike says they, they welcome this QB controversy. It's so ridiculous. It's true. Uh, Michael says, What concerns me now is the rift between Doug and Howie. Not sure if Doug puts the stamp of approval on most of these guys, um, but you did see that photo of them arguing in the middle of the field at a practice one time. And people were like, What do you think they're saying in this, this picture? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you should. You, you draw a lot of questions from what's going on in the season. We like obviously if you're you're here at almost one a.m. talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, you have an addiction like we do about this football team. You love this football, football team just as much as we do, and that's why we appreciate you, Eagle fans, in, in the chat, man. Like you guys have uh, definitely been supporting and coming out for the, the, the live streams, and we appreciate you guys. Thank a lot you, of guys, man. a lot of guys bringing the heat, man. A lot of guys bringing the heat the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> Joey, Joey says from Texas, he says this team is garbage, bro. It's still fly, equals fly.
3: <laughs> again, that's how we feel,
1: man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are, we're I'm calling you out, Mike. Because if you got it, I mean, you got you got you got the you got the bug, man. But but that's I think that's what's so great about this the fan base. It's very passionate. The Eagle fans aren't I mean they should have never gave us all twenty two because it's another level of fandom that uh I mean now you got tape. Yeah, so you you can't I they're mean, lucky they, that
3: they're I, not letting us in the building right now.
1: Like I these, said, these
3: Eagles fans would be letting him hear it. I spent two hours looking at
1: mechanics of Carson Wentz's feet. <laughs> the, the pigeon toad. Uh the way that his foot is placed when he throws balls to the left. Uh and the outside outside to the left and how he has a pigeon toed toe like that's where we're that's where we're at as a fan base because we're so hungry for the answers that we're like you know what you're not going to give me the answers i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the tape i'm gonna figure it out shout out to all all the eagles content creators out there that are putting out amazing content uh film breakdown brian baldinger as well um there's no reason for you not to be even more closely. Engage this football team with the amount of technology these days. So there's no reason to not know a lot of these answers. But um, Mark says uh, we're all in this mess together. We're gonna, virtu- gonna need virtual counseling on this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
2: have a postseason uh, while everyone else is playing in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a miracle happens, but maybe we'll have to have a little get together during the games. <laughs> Sold We're
3: gonna have to set up a bunch of psychiatry chairs in F one. Yep. Uh,
1: Mr. Ace is talking about uh, Lurie cutting the cancer out of his football team. I, it's just amazing that uh, we're here three years later, man. Three year, three three years later, the new storm has become the new. I mean, the new norm has become the new storm.
2: Pretty much. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, before we get out of here. Um, if we, if any Eagle fans want to jump on, we've got time for two uh, questions. We'll throw, um, we'll throw an invite out there if uh, some somebody wants to jump on and give their hot take before we close the show. Uh, we'll put the invite here to jump on the show. Um, I mean, last last week's show went to an hour and forty minutes, and you crazy um, Eagle fans stuck around. Um, but um, you know, any any last thoughts before uh, on your end, engine? To see.
2: Uh, well, I just wish at some point, no matter what happens, I just kind of hope that they find some heart. Uh, that would be nice because, and I think they do that by allowing the young players to play. And we've talked about that uh, for how many weeks now. So finding some of the guys' to, uh, way to get the ball more, and then finding ways to get some of these younger guys playing time. Um, I think the offensive line, especially like the Urban Crystal, um, but Hey, we'll see, you know, what happens the rest of the year. I understand some people It's like, oh, you can't quit on the team. Look, nobody's quitting on the team. They quit on themselves a while ago, it seems. Um, you know, and I know that's not on every player. That's not every coach. But together, there just seems to be no continuity, as we've spoke of throughout the show. So uh, I'm hurting right now. I am. I'm going to go to bed pretty pissed off, probably in about five hours, just stay up hmm. that But you know, I'll be back next week, and I'll be trying to look for the positives again because I bleed green, win, lose, or tie, but, you know, it's bad. We can't overlook that, guys, so we're just keeping it real for you out there. <laughs> I love you, and go birds.
1: <laughs> uh, Joey gives us his last parting ways. Shout out to Joey from Texas, Joey Garcia. <laughs> to you down, burn Doug's books, make Carson the Virgin again, and wow. let's nail with some effing snowball. We need to get our identity back. We were never Hollywood. Get effing tough. Yep. Todd's like, I like Joe Garcia. <laughs> we do we do, we do. We do we do too, Todd. Uh, Michael said the middle ground right now sucks, still in it for the division, but realistically, need to look ahead. It looks like a lose lose every week. Need a spark so desperately. Um again, like Mike, you know, Mike, Mike's saying here. I mean, look, look here. I mean, this is what we're, this is what the, what we're going up against in the next couple of weeks. Just lost to the Seahawks. We have the Packers, who are also first in their division. We have the Saints after that, who are also first in their division. Cardinals have been blank playing um, solid ball, and then you got the Cowboys and Washington. Um, Cowboys have looked pretty bad, but not Eagles bad. Washington has looked sound but not, uh, you know, world beaters, they could be beaten as well. But uh, obviously, it's you're going through the gauntlet here. Um, but like I said, we're bringing someone on to close out the show. Uh, shout out to Texas Mike in the building. Texas Mike, how you doing, man? Yo, man. Hey, what's up, man, from Austin, Texas?
3: What's up, bro? Th- thanks for staying oh, up late I- and uh, dealing with this awful Eagles team with us, man. No, what I do you know. got to say?
1: I just had a question. All right. So looking you showed the schedules. Looking at the schedules, you know, there's still a chance they can win the division, obviously, right? Do you think there's any way that they could get, I guess like best of both worlds where they win the division, whatever they do in the playoffs, and in the off season they still make changes? Just throwing that question out there.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think we've reached the point of no return, honestly, with this team. Like, I think that uh, Jim Schwartz has been kind of on the chopping block each and every season. We look back, and at some point during the season, we're sitting here like, man, Jim Schwartz just isn't cutting it. And quite frankly, Jim Schwartz has been the most consistent of, <laughs> you, you know, any any side of the ball that the Eagles have so far. Um, th- with that being said, he hasn't been doing very well. Doug Peterson – man there there's no way that you can go into next year with the status quo of what we have, uh, whether that is bringing in an offensive coordinator, uh, quite frankly, I think it's very possible that Doug might get canned and that we just go a completely different route. but um either, either way it's going to be Carson's going to be here, and we're going to be here so
1: appreciate sure. yeah I, I think you know the, I, I feel I feel like they've seen um, all they need to see like from Lurie's standpoint. I, I feel like you need an offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter. Like you get in the playoffs, you need an offensive coordinator ASAP. Yeah. Um, Howie, uh, you know, from a drafting standpoint, you need a football guy to take over. Like, if, if, is Andy Weidel going to get that opportunity to be the football guy? Um, I don't know. I mean, you, <laughs> if you're feeling like if, if the word is true that three scouts just got laid off by Jeffrey Lurie, He's not happy with the scouting department.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those are some of Andy White's guys. So, And I
3: I, he, I really am interested. Sorry to cut you off there, Jim. I'm interested to see when we ultimately are at that point and we're looking for a new coach, if it's a new head coach or we're looking for whatever. Do you guys remember when we hired Doug Peterson? I feel like there wasn't even that many. Like we didn't hold that many interviews. Uh, like they, they kind of had their their eyes on Doug Peterson, Doug, Doug Peterson only. I remember that specifically because I remember just you, the whole Mike Lombardi thing, obviously. And I, I think that there was a lot of um, people out there that thought that that wasn't the best decision. Obviously, we won a Super Bowl; we got something out of it. But what I'm saying is, I don't know if I trust Jeff Lurie to be making this decision as well. How much confidence do you guys have in Jeff Lurie to hire the right guys?
1: I mean, I, f- I feel like he. When he got the blessing from Andy Reid, I mean, does Andy Reid want to give us enough, another blessing in Eric right. Bienem, um, a guy who you know some people were like, I I don't see Eric Bienem being like, I like, I just don't like you, you like if you could see Doug Doug Peterson as getting an opportunity to be a head head coach, why not Eric Bienen? Like I don't like the fact that he's, like this you know I I'm you know some of these black coaches needs to get a shot in the, in the league. Uh, and their releases are pretty short. You look at Jim Caldwell, who had a winning football team in the playoffs, and they went for another option, and look at them now. I mean, some yep. of these, these coaches got to get opportunities out there. I'm not saying that um, Eric Vianney the guy. I mean, oh, was, it, was it Joe, Joe Brady from uh, the Panthers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, LSU offensive coordinator. Um you know, like there's there's opportunities to be had if you're looking to get innovative, some someone from the college ranks. Uh, you know, who was it? Graham Graham Harrell from USC. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering which way they he turned down the the opportunity to come down here before. Um, so I don't know, the Yeah, Graham Graham Harrell.
2: Yeah, Graham Merrill, They brought up last year. They were talking about bringing in for an offensive coordinator, and then Doug was like, "I'm too, I'm too awesome." So, I mean, but um, like, you're not taking the, you're not taking the playbook
1: out of a Super Bowl winning coaches' hands. You're just not. Like, you're not. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not giving up the playbook, bro. I'm, I'm Philly special. I see the statue outside.
2: And you're about <laughs> to lose the job because of that, man. Yeah, Pride,
1: yeah, oh, you go in the bathroom because I brought you the Super Bowl. No other head coach has done that. So, I <laughs> – you're gonna be in your bag. Um <laughs> Dave catches Eric the enemy head coach hey, he I said earlier, right? Jamar first round pick. Bro, like I gotta take my hat off for this one. Um, imagine Jamar Chase, bro. I mean, you know, you
2: Yes, please. <laughs> please. I, I, Lord. I mean, Trade the house.
1: Whatever you gotta do. That's just that's just where I'm at right now. Like I'm I'm not saying I'm in draft mode yet, but if I'd be lying to you if I wasn't up at 3
2: a.m. two nights ago studying drafts because I'm I'm getting you're gearing it. in. Yeah, just, I was going to show someone had said to me that they didn't know who Jamar Chase was, and I truly and they were complaining about the Eagles not having receivers, and I thought to myself, how high are you? <laughs> um, Jamar Chase is a phenomenal receiver out of LSU who's going to be the top receiver taken, and I promise you he would be a great help. So uh, I'm all about looking into that stuff, Gail, and I can't wait to do that. But damn it, I didn't want to be here in week to help.
1: And uh, we've we got some interesting, interesting stuff coming up for draft. Um, we will be interviewing some prospects, and we've got the okay to interview some of these prospects already, uh, but that will be coming down the mic. Um, so, I mean, it's going uh, to be a very interesting upcoming month. And then, again, like
3: – Potentially excruciating.
1: I mean, as painful as these losses are, it, it's what has to happen for, for changes to happen. So look for the right. development of the players. Look for the best in all these situations. If we can see heart from our team moving forward, that's all we want to see. Um, fight Eagles, fight. It's in the fight song. That's where that's where we want to be. Um, any last words um, have, before we get out of here?
3: No, I just uh, I, I find myself disappointed week after week with this Eagles football team. I am really at a loss for uh, you know coming up with hopeful things to say. But as far as just I, I I'm enjoying seeing Alex Singleton. I'm enjoying seeing that's about it guys. That's, that's pretty much where I draw the line. I don't think anybody else is being used, utilized correctly. I want to see development out of these players. Um, and that's really where I'm at. I'm, I'm kind of just looking at the long scope of this thing and uh, hoping for uh, some coaching changes to be in the
2: future. Uh, Jimmy, your last words? Uh, I'm all about it. Uh, I would love to see this team uh, just find some heart. Um, that would make me happy, but I don't know the coaches. That uh, there's everybody's pissed me off, so I'd like to see some changes made. Um, whether that happens this week or within the next couple of weeks, some offensive uh, coordinator maybe brought in, or just someone given the reins already in the rooms. And Howie Roseman, you need to go. I can't take it anymore. Bring someone in. Um, but thank you everyone for tuning in. Thanks for having me on, guys. And
1: uh, Shout out to Joey, L.A. Joey, Joey Garcia from Los Angeles, Joey uh he says singleton's aunt is my male lady well you know you tell her that her uh, her nephew is
3: he delivers all in out we love him
1: he's delivering for the eagles um Go if I'm gonna leave, leave us with any positive words of wisdom i'm, I'm going to just say look look at look at your football team um not from my uh, like super fans perspective but look at at your as your own as your their own personal gm uh things that you want to see in this football team and see if they're actually doing that um, looking at caution went that he's continuing to struggle, um, look for the development, um, his reads, look at his pigeon-toed foot, <laughs> <laughs> looking at some of these little things that are you know, the difference between, the differences between a good football team and a, and a great football team and a bad football team, it's the little things that they do as players, as coaches, it's all about the little things, the chemistry, the, the idea of playing for the next man next to you not playing for the, the contract, but on the same road to victory, playing for a Super Bowl, and having a team like harmonize the one. We've all seen that. So we, the bar has been set high. We know what a Super Bowl team looks like. We know what a team that is harmonizing looks like. So we have to get real with each other at the moment. But, again, we're going to keep on rooting for this Eagles team. We're going to keep on bleeding green. Um, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Fly, eagle, fly.